podcast welcome to the show great to have you looking forward to having you back for more welcome to the number one show on innovative teamwork been that way for a couple months now it's going to continue to be that way seeing that this podcast comes out every single day there's a new episode that comes out every single day all right now today we're going to talk about having yourself in that ready set position in other words maximizing every single opportunity is how you have to have yourself in the ready set position all right you cannot expect things let me just put it out there right now you cannot expect incredible things to happen in your life you cannot expect opportunities to come across your way to come across to, to run across opportunities if you do not have yourself in the ready set position what i mean when i say with the ready set position i mean Right now, if someone was to look you up right now, that it that may be looking for whatever you offer, whatever your offer is, can they find it? Can they do a quick Google search and say, okay, that person is the person that I want to bring into my entity or that I want to bring in to speak to my organization or that I want to come and that I want to go do business with, whatever it is, whatever the the endeavor may be. Are you in a ready set position in which you can take advantage of opportunities when they are presented to you, however they're presented to you, wherever they're presented to you, because they could be presented to you at any point in life. And you have got to, I'm going to continue and continuously say this throughout today's episode, ready, set position. You've got to be in that ready, set position. You got to have yourself in that ready, set position to have opportunities come across your way to have opportunities be presented to you all right it was just a few months ago just a few months ago in which the uh, so what we're going to talk about today is I'm going to talk to you guys today about my first ever speaking and how I got my first ever speaking engagement outside of Florida all right I just I'm this I'm recording this about a week after I spent an entire five days in St. Croix the Virgin Islands, and I was out there for speaking and get for several, for two actually more than was two speaking engagements. It was a conference in which we're talking, you know, sports and tourism, and you know, getting people, you know, figuring out a lot of a lot of high level executives that were just trying to sit back and brainstorm ways in which we can get more attraction or get more people coming to the Caribbean islands and supporting the Caribbean islands. And, you know, myself growing up in a household that was all, all American trade. Like I tell people, I'll tell you, you know, 
every everything everything my family is from trinidad and tobago the small island of trinidad and tobago so i was all i was all in for this opportunity i was incredibly blessed to have gotten this opportunity i'm going to talk to you guys today about how it all came about and if i wasn't in my ready set position if i wasn't in a ready set position this opportunity would have never happened the opportunity to go and speak to young caribbean kids and to to be a part be a part of something really special would not have happened if I wasn't in my ready set position regardless regardless of whatever it is you're doing you got to be ready you got to be ready all right take that one in the heart take one take that one to heart today you've got to be ready stay ready so you don't got to get ready got me so here's how it all came about must have been it must have been this September, I'm recording this at the mid, it's like mid-December right now when I'm recording this, but it was like around September when I, for those of you who do not know, I do teach at a school in West Palm Beach. The name of the school is called the Center for Creative Education. Art in, It's an art-integrated education, art-based art education where we use the principles of art to you know, teach major subjects like math, social studies, science, so we can engage the students a whole lot more in learning. You know, that's what the art integrated curriculum does. It makes it so students are engaged a whole lot more with subjects and things of that nature, right? So because we just became a school not too long ago, for the longest time, the foundation school was just an after-school program in which you could sign up for if you wanted to or not. But the transition to making it a full-time school, a full-time charter school from K to five, leaves for a lot of a lot of room for improvement. We'll say it like that. All right. When I say room for improvement, I mean there's no meaning. Then more specifically, I'm meaning there's no actual transfer, no, no transportation service. All right. So we as teachers have to assist when it comes to the transportation service we have to be the ones at the there at the beginning of the school day you know as the parents are dropping their kids off and you know making sure they get into the school on time and then also at the end of the school at the end of the school day for the kids who do not stay in aftercare there needs to be someone there helping with the drop off uh, when the parents come and pick their kids up all that kind of stuff so we as teachers have to assist in that process it's not like your typical charge uh, your typical public school that has bus services taking the kids to and from you know their school and all that makes it so the parents could go out and work and do whatever it is they're going to do we as teachers have to be the one assisting and we we got to show in, in my honest opinion we got to do a better job showing appreciation for the parents who are making that sacrifice and are doing you know doing those things because that's not something that you would have to worry about at a at a to, at your typical public school right so anyway, the person who was normally responsible for doing all that, he had knee surgery this past September, August time. I believe it was around August or September, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But he had knee surgery and somebody else needed to step up and help out with the drop off and all that kind of stuff. And I happened to be the person, excuse me, I happened to be the person that they chose to do that, right? So in doing that, in agreeing to doing that, the one thing that I didn't, the one thing that I didn't really take account, take into account 
is the fact that I also have to be answering phones, right? I'll also have to be the one not only, you know, calling the kids when the parents get there, but I also have to be the one answering the phone if somebody calls or whatever it is, they want to tour, they want to hear more about the school, all that kind of stuff. So, and again, not something that I haven't done in the past. That's part of that's actually something I've done in the fitness. And so I'm not intimidated by talking to people on the phone. I'm just saying, you know, it was something I didn't I didn't think about having to do when I agreed to help out with the drop off and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I'm really, really glad that I did. I'm really, really in, I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful and happy that I am the one I was the one for a period. I'm not doing it so much anymore, but that I was the one for a period of time answering those phone calls because you never know you never know the inquiries you never know the inquiries or who's on the other side of that phone line when people call right because it was in that call it was in me picking up that phone is how I ended up spending five days in St. Croix for a speaking opportunity that I never would have been able to I never would have even thought of had I not been the one taking that call right so what happened was I was at the front of the school and the 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 phone rang, obviously the phone rang. And on the other end of the line was a lady named Robin. Robin is the I want to say she's like one of the executives for a a sport, a nonprofit company named Imala Academy. Imala Academy, primarily known for training soccer players, you know, being the one being the being the organization that train soccer players from you know youth all the way to pros they i believe they're international and they they do a lot of great things in the soccer world you know they they're they're basically the ones that are training kids they're basically the ones that are training kids excuse me i guess well they're basically the ones training kids training kids to become professional soccer players, professional soccer players. And they call it Imala Academy. So they're based out in St. Croix. And Robin called, Robin called the school inquiring about this summit, inquiring about this five-day summit that they were going to be a part of in St. Croix. And what she asked was, hey, you know, what she, her specific words were, I was just calling to see if you guys would be interested and having your students maybe paint some soccer balls that have, you know, Imala Academy and, you know, the pillars of Imala Academy is hope, hope, and it's slipping. I believe it's hope, hope and pray. Hold on, let me make sure I get the name right. It's hope and Give me one second. I, I cannot. I cannot get this wrong. <laughs> I cannot get this wrong. I do not want to get this wrong. It is hope and peace. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Hope and peace. Right. So they're 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 nonprofit. The Mala Academy's nonprofit. Their pillars are hope and peace. And she called to inquire. She called to inquire if. The students, the students at the Center for Creative Edu Center for Creative Education, would be willing to get some soccer balls, paint them, decorate them, and have the words "hope" and "peace" in them. Right now, me being, you know, this hasn't even been. It's I'm recording this actually on the day in which it's been a full year since I've been a teacher at the Center for Creative Education. 
I was still fairly new. So, you know, again, four months ago was only like seven months or so since I've been a teacher that I don't know how to handle these kinds of inquiries. I didn't really necessarily know the type of people that I'll be working with and all that kind of stuff. So when I heard her inquiry, I was only thinking about my business. I was only thinking about the things I do or the stuff I put out there and the, you know, myself and the business that I've created, the, the concept in which I've created, the company in which I found it is all about the lessons that you learn on the sports field, the lessons more in particular of the football field and applying those teamwork lessons to business. So I was all this. I'm like, look, woman, keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. You are talking my language, right? And regardless of if, you know, the, you know, I didn't really even worry about going and getting approval from anybody. I picked up the phone and I'm like, look, you, you need to be hollering at me. You need to be talking to me on this. You are talking to the perfect person. Just let me know how I got to help, where I need to be doing, what I need to be doing to get this, get this concept and get your idea facilitated amongst the students. Because at this point, I've had such a great relationship with the students, but, you know, the administrators and the actual you know, other teachers at the school, I really haven't gelled with them, so to speak. But the students, I've had a really, really great connection with the students of the school, right? So from there was on, from there was myself and Robin. You know, we've been discuss we were having conversations, going back and forth, discussing how to facilitate the soccer balls. You know, I offered to help pay for some, pay for some of the soccer balls to get them to the school and get the uh, get the kids excited and things like that. So what I did the next day is I went to the students. I went to the students and I asked who would be interested in doing it. Then I printed out. I printed out a bunch of coloring, like coloring sheets with soccer balls. And I had them all designed and I took a picture of the designs that the kids made and I sent it to Robin to make sure she knew that I look, I'm, I'm serious. You know, look, we can get this thing done. And we, myself and Robin had just, we're having a great, some great synergy between the two of us and all that kind of stuff. So here's why I started today's episode talking to you guys about the importance of having yourself in the ready set position, having your material out there, having your material accessible accessible for anybody to go look you up and figure out if you'd actually be a good fit for what it is they're trying to do all right if your stuff is not out there again you don't really have you're not really giving yourself a chance you're not really giving yourself an opportunity to be seen you're not really giving yourself an opportunity for an opportunity for whatever opportunities may be offered all right you are not giving yourself a chance if you're not putting your stuff out there all right so because Here's what happened. I say this so I can explain to you. This is what happened, right? Robin then looked me up, right? After she saw I was serious, after she saw the coloring sheets and how I went right to the students, this was the next day I went to the students and said, hey, we got a call from a lady with a company named Amala Academy. They want to know if you'd be interested in designing soccer balls. And I had them do the coloring sheets and things like that. And the next day, you know, I sent all that information to Robin to let her know, look, I ain't playing no games, right? You're, you're talking to someone that's serious about this. I love what you try to do, right? This is this is what I'm, I'm all about. I'm all about, you know, sports and teaching life lessons, using sports to teach life lessons, especially to the youth, right? So what happened was Robin looked me up. She looked me up, and then she spoke to another colleague of hers. I believe her name is Jess, Jessica. Yeah, Jessica, who was actually the one 
who was responsible for getting me to like getting me the rides from the airport to the hotel once I finally got to St. Croix and all that kind of stuff. But initially, I wasn't scheduled to go to St. Croix. All right. Initially, she just called the school so, you know, she can get some more soccer balls painted and, you know, do some cool stuff at the actual summit in St. Croix. But once she looked me up and then once she told Jessica about me, the next conversation that I had with Robin was, look, uh, would you her question to me was, would you be interested in being on the panel, being on the panel for the actual summit? <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I didn't I can't like I said, I can't plan this stuff. I don't make anything up on this show. I keep it all the way authentic and all the way real with you. The next conversation again, this was just because I was able to follow up and make sure that she got what she needed and she knew that I was serious. Her next question was, okay, would you be interested in being a part of the panel discussion? This is me, you know, flying out, being flown out to St. Croix, having a hotel that's paid. They're covering, they covered the hotel and everything. And I'm able to now, you know, create speaking opportunities outside of Florida, which again was a, like music to my, like I was so incredibly excited at the opportunity to go and speak at a Caribbean, especially in a Caribbean island. I'm like, yo, absolutely. I would love to do that. Let, just let me know where I got to go or who I, what I got to sign up for. Where, where do I, where, where and when that's it. Right. I was that excited about the opportunity. So I immediately told her, yes, I would love to do it. And I was a part of the panel discussion for the summit, something that I didn't expect. And again, how did it happen? Simply picked up the phone, and all this material that's already out there about me made it so this person who was looking for speakers, looking for people to be a part of the panel, now the opportunity comes. Now the opportunity is offered because my stuff is already out there, right? So, again, recording this about a week, I waited to talk about this because I wanted to actually go through the experience, I wanted to go to St. Croix, I wanted to take you guys through the entire, the entire experience, the entire five days before I actually record a full podcast episode on this, which is why I haven't, you know, for the most part since September, I have kind of been reluctant to, to dive deeper into it. But I'm going to, I'm going to break down everything that happened, everything that happened throughout the entire opportunity, throughout the entire five days of me being in St. Croix. I'm going to do that for you guys today, all right? And it was it was such a blessing. It was so beautiful that, I, again, I, I may, it depends on how long-winded I get on this one, I may have to make it into a two-part series, all right? So I didn't stop there. It wasn't just about the summit, all right? And the one thing that you got to make sure, especially, especially when you're in a, when you're in business, and this is primarily who this show is for. The show is for those business owners that are looking for ways to innovate and, and create teamwork opportunities, create collaborative collaborative opportunities, opportunities in which your businesses can collaborate and connect and create things that you couldn't create on your own. That's what this show that's that's who this show primarily serves right what happened was once robin saw what i do when it comes to hosting workshops when it comes to going to schools and speaking to students and you know that's how i really got into the speaking game so to speak how i got into the speaking business is by you know hosting workshops making it interactive, working with students, working with teachers, all that kind of stuff. Now, all that stuff is out there for anybody to go out and look up, and it's available for public consumption. Once she realized that that was what I'm all about, 
she organized a meeting between myself and a lady named Marcy. And Marcy is the events coordinator for a school in St. Croix named the St. Croix Monastery School. And this was this was also a school that participated in designing the soccer balls. It was, you know, our school, the Center for Creative Education and the St. Croix Monastery School, which in fact, and this is another, there's another thing, I might get sidetracked on this, but here's another thing for all my, for everyone that's listening, every individual that's listening to me right now, all right? When opportunities come across your desk, you cannot wait. You cannot wait for approval, all right? You cannot wait for approval. One of the things that really frustrated me throughout this entire process was the fact that Robin was connecting me with a school in St. Croix. She's connecting me with a school in St. Croix and she wanted to work with the Center for Creative Education. That was what her initial inquiry was all about, right? So I did what I had to do and I made an introduction to St. Croix and the school and the Center for Creative Education, a school that I teach at. I see these people every single day. I tried to make an introduction and I heard nothing. I heard absolutely nothing from the Center of Creative Education, even though we pride ourselves on being a school that collaborates. I mean, this is what we do. If you go look us up right now, you would see that we're a school that collaborates with other schools that are not in the U.S. We do Zoom meetings. We have collaborative efforts and things like that. But when I tried to connect them with St. Croix Monastery School, I heard absolutely nothing. Again, these are things you have to recognize and know, and not just because you're not getting approval from who you should be getting, like from the, the quote-unquote superiors, does not mean you do not take advantage of the opportunity. Because what happened was when I tried to introduce the St. Croix Monastery School with CCE and I didn't hear anything back from CCE, I said, fuck it, fuck it. I'm going to go take advantage of the opportunity myself. You don't got time to be waiting. You don't have any time to be waiting for approval. One of my favorite sayings is from the great Dr. Seuss, right? He said, say what you want, say what you want because the people say what you want, feel how you want to feel, whoever gets offended, whatever. But the, here's the saying, here's the saying, say what you want because the people who mind don't matter and the people that matter don't mind, all right? This is very important stuff I'm giving you because Again, a lot of you who are, you know, entrepreneur, you're entrepreneur, you're entrepreneur, whatever it is, you may have a job or you may be working a job that is paying you every two weeks in order for you to continue to be the entrepreneur that you're trying to be. You don't have time. I'm telling you right now, you don't have time to be waiting for approval from a boss. That's the difference. All right. The difference between an entrepreneur and someone who is a what Mark Cuban likes to call a entrepreneur is are you someone that sees an opportunity that you can take advantage of and are you going to wait for approval from somebody or are you going to figure out ways to take advantage of the opportunity yourself all right because if i was waiting around for the school to you know make an introduction and do all this kind of stuff i would have never even gone to st croix probably they 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 i mean i've i've been back for a week and very no one actually even no one none of nobody that i work with has even asked about the business side of the trip it was the simpler cordial oh well how was the trip but it was, no one actually asked how the business side turned out and how it can grow so again regardless of what happens with cce i know i did what i have to do and these are the things you need to be taken into consideration these are the things that you need to have to have that sense of urgency that you got to get it done you got to make it happen regardless 
that's when you're serious about your business. That's when you're really serious about you know making whatever it is you want to have happen, making it happen instead of waiting for shit to happen. All right. Because what happened was what actually happened, and this is I'm, everything I'm telling you is a true, is a testament and is an example of that. All right. <clears throat> Robin introduced me to the St. Croix Monastery School. The St. Croix, me and the, the lady, Marcy, who is the event coordinator, who's the event coordinator at the St. Croix Monastery School, we agreed on a date and a time in which I was going to be in St. Croix during those five days in which I could come and speak to the students. So there you have it. There's not only me speaking at the summit, but now I have another speaking engagement at the actual St. Croix Monastery School where I can talk to the their their school ran from k through six and they just brought in a grant a brand new set of sixth graders and that was a it was a great opportunity for me to come in excuse me come in and speak to them about you know about teamwork about how to work together how to be the leaders of a school how to motivate the younger classmen and be a part of something special and all that kind of stuff and that that was you know that of, of the five days that i spent in st croix that was easily 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 my favorite of the days it was the second day i got out there i got in on a tuesday and i did that i did that workshop the wednesday morning and it was easily my favorite day of all the five days that i was there man it was absolutely incredible right so you know I get the St. Croix. I get the St. Croix initially. And like I said, the hotel was paid for. The hotel was paid for. And, you know, um, the meals and all that kind of stuff were paid for and all that kind of stuff. So it was just a beautiful, beautiful island. It was a beautiful place to be beautiful. If, if anyone's listening that's been there, been to the Virgin Islands, you know how those views are. The water, it was absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And it was crazy, too, because... <laughs> The week before, I was dealing with some food poisoning, and then I was I was out of it. If if you listen to my last episode, you you heard me talk about it a little bit. But I just it was like I was just getting over that food poisoning that I dealt with, and my mind was fresh, and I was ready to roll. Right. So, like I said, the first day out there, I did my workshop at the Saint Croix Monastery School, gave them some actionable steps. You know, had a great relationship, got a tour of the facility. And again, that was that was incredible. The next day now, the next day was when I had the panel discussion, right? The next day was when I had the panel. Yes, when I was scheduled to be on the sports tourism panel. <clears throat> and this this is where, again, the 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 ability to adapt, the ability to stay flexible, the ability to continuously and continuously introduce yourself and put yourself out there. All of that adaptability, all of those skills that you need to be having, all of that stuff came up. All of that stuff came up. All of that was a need as I was going through what was going on with the summit because I didn't really know much about the summit. Like I said, this was an opportunity that I simply said yes to because I, I, it just sounded like something I need to be doing. It sounded like something that I need to be doing. I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to go and, and make a living. I want to make a full-time living as a speaker, a full-time gig, you know, being a speaker and hosting workshops, you know, speaking on panels, speaking at conferences, you know, with, I, that is specifically what I'm called to do, right? 
given all the experiences that I've had and the brand and everything you see about me once you look me up, right? So I simply said yes to this opportunity without asking the right questions, without knowing logistically where I'll be speaking or who, you know, again, just I just had to say yes to the opportunity, right? So a lot of things were very confusing. And the night before, the night before the conference, I needed to figure out a way to get a ride to the Carambola Hotel. So I was staying at the Landing Hotel and the conference was going to be at a place called the Carambola Hotel. And getting a ride to the Carambola Hotel the night before was a was a real headache. It was a real headache because the ambassador that was scheduled to be driving me around, apparently that person's car wasn't legit. And you know, Jessica, who was the one responsible for getting me all the rides, she didn't want to run, she did not want to run the risk of having me being driven around by someone whose car wasn't legit, license plate was suspended, or whatever the situation was. She just didn't want anything, you know, negative happening. So she needed reliable people. And that's where it was a lot of confusion in terms of how I was going to get to from my hotel to the Carambola and all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> so I luckily, the here, actually, here, so there was all sorts of confusion the night before. It was supposed to be a meet and greet the night before the actual conference that I really needed to go to because I wasn't prepared at all. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I, I didn't know much of anything. I just knew I was going to get up there and speak, answer questions like a, a typical panel discussion, right? So I, the night before, I'm looking for rides to get from the landing to the Carambola Hotel. And, you know, the person who was running the event, his name is Anthony Weeks. He apparently, he was supposed to pick me up, but then he couldn't pick me up. And then there was a taxi that was supposed to come get me taxi never came and then eventually what what actually ended up happening was the front desk lady from the carambola hotel just drove her car and said look i'll go pick him up he's right there at the landing she came she picked me up and then dropped me she dropped me to the carambola hotel carambola hotel to you know meet the people who are going to be involved with the conference meet everyone and all that kind of stuff. And that's when I got more information logistically about what the panel discussion was going to be all about, what time I was going to need to be there, and if I was going to be there. So, so what happened was I was told initially that I was going to be needed to speak on the Thursday and the Friday. But when I spoke to Anthony, Anthony, who put, who put on the entire summit, he explained to me, no, you just need to be there. The Thursday is when we're going to have the conversation about sports tourism. Friday, you're kind of free to, you know, do your own thing and enjoy, just simply enjoy St. Croix and all that kind of stuff, right? So that's actually what happened. And I, the next day, the next day is when I actually was on the panel and it was a great conversation. There was, in my opinion, there were too many people on the, on the panel, too many people on the panel, but I did get the opportunity to speak, tell my story. And the actual conference, I believe it was on live TV and it's it's available for you to go look up somewhere. I believe if you just look up St. Croix Summit uh, in summer, winter, winter summit, St. Croix Winter Summit, you'll probably find, you know, the entire event on YouTube or on some sort of streaming service somewhere because I know everything was actually being recorded. So that was it. Those are my two speaking opportunities. And that's when. Those are the two speaking opportunities that I was able to gain. And again, 
where did it start? It started where? It started how? It started by me simply picking up the phone and being findable, being being this discoverable, not only being discoverable, but also being very prolific in my industry, being very prolific in my space, being someone that puts out so much material regularly that when folks do are looking for people, are looking for opportunities, are looking to create things, they can find me and say, okay, that's somebody, that's somebody that I want to bring in and see and just see where the opportunities goes. And I, I try to tell you, I want to explain to you guys all the time is that we're in the relationship business. When you're in the relationship business, you've got to have that type of presence and you've got to constantly walk around with or walk around in that ready set position. You've got to be in that ready set position all the time. You don't get time. You don't get the opportunity, the luxury to take time off. You got to be in that ready set position every single day of your life. All right. So just to kind of wrap up here, once I once I got through that speaking opportunity, I was pretty much in vacation mode at that. Right? I was pretty much in vacation mode. And the next day, I enjoyed the beach. If you if you keep up with me on YouTube, you know I talked a little bit about how I had the opportunity to take a power nap on the beach and you know relax and enjoy the island. That was day three. The next day, day four, I was a, it was a Saturday. Day three was a Friday where I got an opportunity to just relax. Day four was a boat parade. It was I actually had it was Saturday, and I actually happened to be there the day of the boat parade. And there was a VIP, there was kind of a VIP party that the people at the summit, everyone that participated in the summit had. It was at the Caravana Hotel. That's the name of it in St. Croix, the Caravana Hotel. And we, you know, we set up a party overlooking all the boats that were coming in. And, you know, this is how they celebrate Christmas in the island, right? They they decorate their boats and Christmas lights and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, people come out and they see the boats and they judge, there's judges who, who talk about who had the best boat, you know, who designed the best boat, and then they ended the night in fireworks, right? That's Christmas in the islands and stuff like that. So we had an opportunity, had an opportunity to be a part of that. And, you know, like I've I'm still in my year of sobriety. So I wasn't drinking or anything like that. I was enjoying, I was simply enjoying. In fact, I sat, here's what I did. I sat and I found a bar and I got myself, I ordered me a virgin pina colada, a pina colada with no alcohol in it. All right. I enjoyed that. And it was a, just a great time to, to see exactly. It was a, it was a breakthrough moment for me. It was a breakthrough moment because I got an opportunity to be a part of something special, be a part of an international speaking gig, right? Speaking engagement. And when you're able to get that experience one time, now you're able to, now I'm able to take that experience apply it and figure out ways to make this a regular thing, make that opportunity a regular thing, put myself in positions, put myself out there. So I make these opportunities come across regularly. But again, it would not have happened had I not already been in that ready set position 
took advantage of the opportunity without getting any level of approval, without being told that I'm allowed to or waiting for approval for other people. Because again, if I would have been waiting around for the school to, to, you know, get involved in this or anybody else get involved in this, again, the opportunity would not have ever happened. All right. And that is today's takeaway. That is what we got to talk about today is are you putting yourself, that is what we're the main takeaway that we're going to talk about that we've discussed today is, are you actually putting yourself in situations? Are you putting yourself in situations in which you can control and you can take advantage of opportunities if they're offered? If you're not, you're missing out. And that's all I got to say. I'll drop the mic with that. If you're not putting yourself, if you're not happy, we do not have situations apart. If you're not putting yourself in a situation in which an opportunity, if an opportunity came across, if you were, if you were offered an opportunity today, can you take advantage of that opportunity today if it were offered? If you can't, then you got you need to completely change. You need to completely change your mindset and put more material out there that's going to make it so people are attracted to you and you get offered that that you get offered that opportunity that you're dreaming so that you that you really want so bad more than you can possibly imagine. You really gotta adjust your game plan, adjust your strategy so you're able to attract more opportunities like the one that we've talked about throughout today's episode. All right. Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. Thank you.